motion for me. Slow motion for me, moving slow motion for me. Slow motion for me, slow motion for me, moving slow motion for me. Episode seven. So this topic is the ripple effect. Okay. So my focus for this episode is going to be focusing on social media and its effects on black people. Um, so just to give a definition, the rippling effect means the continuation and spread of results of an event or an action. And the word effect with the letter E, not A, means a change of which is a result or a consequence in a action or other cause. So going more in depth with that, the reason why I chose the ripple effect and the reason why I chose effect instead of effect um, it's simply because I want to explain what has social media have pretty much in a sense. I want to show Intel um, what what is the result of social media and what does it have in our daily lives and what does it have in our natural stereotypes and this, that and the third. So my goals for the uh, podcast is pretty much to explain social media, uh, icons, influencers, music, television, low culture, high culture, beauty standards, mindsets, and to pretty much conclude everything where we're at as a unit, as a community, and as a whole. So, with that being said, I hope everybody's being safe, and I hope everybody is out there thriving, learning new things, learning new skills, uh, learning different things that you should be learning. Um, Even if you're not learning, I hope you're doing something productive. Um, And yeah, so we're just going to get straight to it, straight to business, and we're going to be more energetic, more hype. So tune in with me because it's going to be a road. Um, So... I just, yeah, like I said before, I just hope everybody's doing good. And remember to follow all my socials at The Mixed Thoughts or at Twitter at Mixed Thoughts. Um, y'all know how to spell it M X E D T H O U G H T S. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. So, we're finna talk about social media. So, social media is pretty much media content uh, put on many different platforms and for us as viewers to see. Um, Social media is a computer-based technology that faculties like that share ideas and thoughts and information through building a virtual network and communities. Um, by designing social media, uh, the internet base gives us quick electronic communication of content. So basically, I want to say social media in itself is a very great platform. Um, I believe all platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, many more many more to go uh there's all of them are very great soundcloud apple music spotify music all of them are great don't get me wrong but you also have to remember that there are cons to the shit okay when there's a pro there's a motherfucking con okay okay 
Um, so yeah, social media is not what it seems. Um, I think being a communication student really definitely showed what social media is and how social media is really played out. There's so many tactics and uh, different strategies that uh, social media managers use and social media executives and just people who control social media in general. Um, I want to say one fact I want to say is social media controls in a very, very, very sneaky way, but it's the most obvious way as well. Social media controls through politics, uh, viewpoints, psychology. There's social media psychology. Um, it controls music. It controls beauty standards. It controls a lot of shit that we just don't really, you know, really fucking really think about. But in reality, this shit's all around us. Like, that's the crazy part. So, how I want to say, like, they exposed, uh, well, not necessarily exposed, but how I want to expose social media for what it is and really to remember my goal is to educate, inform, and entertain you. So, how I really want to describe to you is that Social media is based on your location, your surroundings, and the people that you follow. That influences your whole mindset and your whole viewpoint of life. Social media is a platform where you're able to pretty much, in a sense, you're able to control what you want to see and what you don't want to see. So meaning, in a sense, if you have a narrow mind, your social media is going to be very narrow. If you're not comedic and you don't like comedy, you're not going to have anything funny on your content, you know, type shit. Um, and if you like more blogs and you like to read more, then you're going to have more blog posters. You know, it's just like it's based on what you like and what you prefer. So and that all comes with like politics and things of that nature. Um, so how I'm relating it to politics is pretty much. Um, I want to say a really good example that we learned in, uh, I think, Intro to Communications was, uh, thank you, Dr. Kirby. Um, so one thing I would say is Facebook. Facebook is a very, very large platform. So before Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz became, there was Facebook. And don't get me wrong, there was MySpace, there was AOL, there's Yahoo. I get it. I'm, you know, I lived through it. So we're here. I'm not, I'm not that young. Okay. We're here. We're here. So, <laughs> um, Facebook. So Facebook, um, how they, their out, how pretty much in a sense how their algorithm works is based on your location. So if you're in a very high, if you're in a really high density uh, area where people are a majority of Republicans, um, and this is why I say politics, and this is why I say mindsets and viewpoints and this, that, and third, and what you like and what you don't like, everything's based on your environment. So you know how we all have like where let's say you get like a notification where it says like okay allow do you want to, uh, do you want to allow notifications or do you want to allow uh access so on twitter um they started doing this and i think it's called like pinpoint pinpoint pinpointing access uh pretty much in a sense like your location services are pretty much exposed and so that anything around your environment is pretty much going to be entailed to you so anything that's happening in say you're in dallas and you turn on your location services with the app 
So anything that's going on in Dallas, you will get ads across your timeline as you scroll down. You will get uh, political viewpoints and just different things that pop up. People, you know, you'll see shit that people like. You'll see stuff people that retweet and, you know, uh, everything in a bag of chips. Okay. So that's kind of how Facebook works. So Facebook, but Facebook works a little bit different in a sense of if you are in a high Democratic area, you are going to get more Democratic news. You're going to get CNN. You're going to get... Um, all the other news stations, the Fox 4, or no, I think Fox 4 is more Republican. But you you understand where I'm getting at. So pretty much in a sense, I'm trying to say is locations are... Social media is pretty is really, really, really strategic. And they're very, very smart with doing the locations and the mindset shits and pretty much showing what what they want to show and then after that when you go to a high republican uh, high republican native whatever area they're going to show them a certain po- uh, viewpoint so you have to realize that um we're going to go a little bit a little bit polit- uh, political and we're going to go a little bit deeper um with social media is social media has a spectrum so just like how the political spectrum does it so think of it as a rainbow we have the beginning of the rainbow and we have the ending of the rainbow. Um, bad example, but I mean, hey, some may get it, some may not. So when we have the beginning of the uh, beginning of the rainbow, that's pretty much, let's say, like, let's put it as the Democratic Party. So the beginning of the rainbow is what everybody sees. You know, everybody sees it from a fair viewpoint. Um, okay, let's give a scenario as in, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. A okay, let's relate it to Trayvon Martin. So Trayvon Martin, you know, were a black, black male, black teenager, um, underage, went to the uh, went to go to the gas station, was approached, uh, got Skittles, I think some Fant or some Sprite or something like that. Um, you know, was pulled over, questioned, and you know, and you know, eventually shot oh this is a bad example but okay um by george Zimmerman. but you know what i'm trying to get okay so as a democratic party we're going to see as majority of democrats are minorities first off um so granted granted some may you know some there may be a majority of more white people being in the democratic party than black people but from what I personally know, uh, more Democrats are more pretty much PLC. So how we are going to view it as is, um, has what the news has told us is pretty much that a unarmed black male a teenager was shot by a police officer, aka George Zimmerman. Then they're going to give all their list of facts and this, that, and the third. So granted, boom, that's what we got right there. So. On the end of the rainbow, so we're going on the all the way on the let's see, what is it, the right, the right of the spectrum. So we're gonna go all the way to the other end of the rainbow. They're gonna say a whole totally different, different, different. Ugh, I didn't even say it. A totally different thing. They're gonna say that the black male, um, probably granted, they're probably gonna get the same story, but their approach is gonna be different because it's all about perspective. Um, so. They're going to say that George Zimmerman was protecting himself and using his gun as a form of protection because he felt like he was, quote unquote, uh, let's see, not entitled to his safety and supposedly 
quote-unquote threatened or felt threatened so that's going to be the republican side so you see how there's two spectrums on the that's where i'm trying to get at social media is the same same way so and it's it's very different it's very different for many different people so i want to kind of explain like icons and influencers so icons and influencers have a very very great deal with um influencing young generations minds and just how we are as a community as black people um it's hard it's very hard to have new voices in the community um and especially as high influencers because social media is ranked for people with money so how social media works and how i recognize how social media works and the algorithm and things of that nature the more people that like your post the more people interact you know uh the quicker they like your post the more people of your followers uh let's say for instagram for example if i were to post a picture the more people that interact with it great it's going to show how instagram works they show a a certain percentage of people um my instagram post however they you know interact with it is up to them in a sense if it kind of fucking sucks because it's just like damn my content and how it spreads is based on this small percentage but granted if they interact with it more of my followers are able to see it granted all of my followers are it, but instagram only shows you have to realize instagram only shows a certain percentage of your followers what you post the more people that it shows the more interaction it needs and so that's how your followers keep going up 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 and up and that's how you pop on the explore page this and the third so going based off that influencers People who already have money, not saying they pay for the followers and not saying that they are, but basically, I don't know, but basically they're top tier. And so people are already going to interact with them a lot anyway, simply because when they're verified, um, they have a lot, they, they're either there for comedic, pur- uh, comedic purposes, music purposes, or just Instagram models, or just anything along the lines of brand ambassadors, or just really known people in the news. And, you know, it goes on and on and on and on, or they're in TV shows, or they're in this, that, and that. So going back on track, uh, icons and influencers, they're a great deal, and they are a great, um, literally an influence on social media and on the black community um black celebrities okay so we're gonna give an example b simone b simone is a comedian um she is a entrepreneur she is a hard-working woman and she's black and she's she got that shit she got it on her own she made that million dollars um by she hit 30 and she you know she obviously had a team to help her but where I'm trying to get at is simply, for example, B. Simone, um, why I say she's a great influence, um, simply because she supports, um, not only herself, but people who are around her in her community, and she just released a new book, um, and pretty much, I, I think it explains, like, the hustle and what it takes to pretty much make that million and do what she does and this that and the third but kind of going based off why people in social media have a such a high standard or not saying the standard but a high volume when it comes to interaction and volume is simply because people with money usually stay at the top 
and people who don't have money like that who aren't known for their work or their credit or anything like that usually are going to stay at the bottom it's all about word of the mouth basically that's really that's really what it is it's all about word of the mouth how your interact how your interaction goes and this that and the third it's all about word of the mouth and my whole thing is it's hard for people with great great voices um hell like a lot of my friends a lot of people a lot of different other podcasters a lot of people who are doing the same thing i'm doing people who are selling clothes people who are selling uh lashes uh nails nail i don't don't even know bundles girl like they they doing the damn shits and it's hard for them to get recognized simply because all these people who are getting who have high promotions, high pay promotions, brand ambassadors, this, that, and the third, they're staying at the top, and it's kind of hard for people to work their way up simply because we don't have a following. Um, and this is where word of the mouth becomes so, I want to say, so important in uh, building a community in general as black people um, becomes so important because we all have to lift each other up. It takes a community to lift each other up before other people start recognizing who we are. Um, so why I say that is simply because it's so hard for people with great, great, great voices to become known simply because they don't have the following. And because they don't have the following, it only it diminishes the fact that we are only seeing a small percentage of the black community when the black community is so big and you have to think that the black community is you have it like there's it's so vast and it's so huge we control the shade room we control spiritual accounts we control spam accounts we control a lot of stuff and that we're not getting attention for and we're not getting uh that recognition for because of that type of algorithm um, that social media has put on uh, these influencers and this, that, and the third, keeping people who have great voices out of the league. And it's so freaking hard. And I think even for me, like, it's really, really hard trying to get up to where I go and where I want to go. And my whole thing with that is, is simply because the world, you have to think about the world, and this is why I call it the rippling effect. This shit has been done to us from the get-go, from the start. And it was created, and it can definitely be changed, and it can definitely be um, conquered, but it's going to take a lot of work. But um, the reason why I call it the rippling effect is simply because it is the effect and the result of what we have become as black people and where we stand as regular people. Um, So kind of want to go into we're going to transition into music and i want to say like kind of from the intake of social media icons and influencers um my whole intake with that so we're going to close this section off so icons social media and influencers basically the goal for that topic was simply to recognize that what is social media how social media works and how social media keeps us black people who are working hard who are working our asses off how it keeps us down by only showing a small percentage of 
the black community. And even then, it's so hard for that small percentage of black community to voice our concerns and our opinions and our, you know, our hustle, our, you know, our recognition for what we do, um, our voice, our our mission for the world, our this, that, and the third. And the percentage is so fucking small that it's hard for anybody to pretty much grow into social media and this, that, and the third. So that's pretty much what I want to intake from that. So music, music and television and we're going to talk about high culture and low culture so um music okay so in class we learned that music is a very 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 great uh influential i don't want to i don't want how do i want to say this um it's a very great influential skill um music moves people you have to realize that music is culture music is american culture music is everybody's culture music is a form of expression through sounds and beats and singing and rapping and telling people's life stories and telling people about themselves telling people about the world Uh, music is very vast so in today's society we crave bops bops or flops okay so we as of now we create we crave bops like we create we crave catchy shit that doesn't mean shit besides sex, money, and drugs and bitches. I don't, well, let me not use that word. But sex, money, drugs, and sexualized females um, who pop that cootie cat and same for niggas who slang, slang, I don't know what the fuck. But um, basically, it's not a good view um and us as black people we did it to ourselves and just speaking about american american music at least um we have experienced a shift in culture um we have experienced that hip-hop and r&b and maybe southern r&b and just anything that's form of black inclined music taste is pretty much the social norm now um people are jamming to hip-hop left and right people are making tiktoks left and right people are making dub smashes i don't know if people do that anymore people are making videos uh we have moved into a hip-hop and r&b age and it's very influential simply because one we're black and we created that shit so kudos to us clap 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 okay so but literally like because we moved into such a urban age um and we're still transitioning and we're also in a new decade um we're gonna see a lot of different cultures pretty much in a sense trying to do what we do um and it's not necessarily a bad thing as long as they're being you know pretty much appropriate about it and they're not trying to pretty much in a sense culture appropriate but as long as they're able to um what to call it recognize who created it who you know who made this shit and don't take it too fucking far as in doing hairstyles clothing this that, and the third then all by means have fun with the hip-hop hip-hop music is universal anybody can listen to it and anybody can love it okay it's for anybody and it's for anybody's hearts that are into it okay so with that being said um people like j cole j cole is a 
Um, let's see. He is a he's a lyricist. What did they call a lyricist? He is a lyricist. He speaks about real shit. He speaks about himself. He speaks about the world. Um, I and I know in class um, we had talked about. Um, let's see. I think it was like high culture versus low culture and. I think I used uh, Lupe Fiasco, and I also used J. Cole as well. Um, let me look for it real quick. Okay, so I found it. Okay, so um, like I said before, um, in class we used the rappers, and we used how rappers are influential into our society now. And the artist that I used was Lupe Fiasco. So in his song, um, Burning Up, I think, um, he says that we have dollar bills to kill round and round in the atmosphere turning up uh, turning up you're burning up uh, pretty much in a sense I said that he talks about strippers in the club and what the world looks like for to the weekends um, and especially when it comes to fame and fortune um, but the song is pretty much low culture simply because it also demonstrates high culture so pretty much in a sense low culture is the form of not talking about shit Low culture is pretty much in a sense like ABC rappers. It's about okay, so basically, low culture, pretty much to put it as simple simple as possible. Low culture is pretty much sex, drugs, and money, and you know, sex, more sex, a lot of sex. <laughs> um, and that's literally it's literally anything that does not have any type of educa uh, educational purpose um, with enlightenment in people's minds or enlightenment in society. Um, so high culture, for example, um, what you call it? He has another lyric where he says, because um, I can't go up in the strip club no more doing that shit, trying to go in church. In the morning so recognizing the fact that doing both going to the club and going to church uh, and having watching having fun watching people strip is also against his morals while he also tries to go to church and praises his Lord and Savior the next day after praising strippers with this money hence the lyric turning up um, you're burning up correlating that to money so Kind of just like talking about that, um, Lupe Fiasco is a really, really, really great artist uh, when it comes to visuals, and he's, his songs may have the idea of being low culture, but when it comes to his visuals and his music videos, um, they're definitely a, a true representation of what society is now and what we like to view and what we like to see, okay? And so, J. Cole is another nigga. Um, that's my home dog. That's my nigga for real. January 28th is my favorite fucking song by him. And he talks about some real shit and how um, certain mindsets um, keep, you know, keep a dumb nigga, a dumb black nigga where he's at type shit. And he just talks about a lot of real shit. And so, basically, like, the difference between Lupe Fiasco, okay, so yeah, the difference between Lupe Fiasco and J. Cole is Lupe, uh, Lupe Fiasco, he does a really great job with being a low culture artist in sense of lyric, like not say lyricals, but rhyme schemes and how his, uh, 
his verses are set up but when it comes to his visuals they are very 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 perpetuating and they're very very keen to what the world is and how they're very educational so in a sense he has low culture music but high culture visuals so meaning low culture meaning he has lots of skip of blue uh, money, sex, drugs, this, that, and third. But when it comes to his visuals, they are educational and they are very keen to what we see on a daily basis and what the normal social norm is. J. Cole is different. He's a lyricist. J. Cole is true within and without. Uh, kind of just in the sense of meaning that um, don't get me wrong, like he doesn't, he definitely does have some bops where he just talks about you know the shit that we want to hear and that is definitely okay um but he definitely does show what's real and what's ain't what's you know what a real nigga gonna see and what a fake nigga gonna see and my whole thing about that is that shows you know my whole thing i really truly do show j cole respect simply because he's able to point out yes that he does have all the same and fortune and he couldn't give two shits about us um and really just can be consumed by the corruption in the music industry, in the world of fame, in the hell, he a lot of shit, okay? So, but instead he explains like, you can like, when you look at his lyrics or re- listen to his lyrics or anything like that, you can see like his underlying messages that he has for people um, and how you pretty much, how to beat the game, how to beat society, um, how to change society, what we need for the future, um, how we need to create and how we need to stand strong as a black community. Um, so he he is a very great, uh, great artist. Um, and that is definitely somebody who is very influential uh, and wants to pretty much interact with people who are pretty much in a sense going to bring that same talent. Like, for example, YBN Corday, Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper is actually is on the road to being like that as well. Uh, Chance the Rapper has definitely been interacting with younger people in general, especially with on TikTok and um just different dances and stuff like that he's definitely came out to some houston parties before um and was dancing with the kids and all this extra stuff and i was just like what the heck and i was kind of pissed off because i didn't go to that party because i thought it was going to be lame but damn like i should have went so i mean it is what it is um but i'm glad that whoever met him met him um but yeah for example he is one of the influent like Chance the Rapper is also one of the influential people who are wanting uh, young, young-minded people to grow and to change the society for the better. Um, young boy, young boy also lives in Houston. He lives in Cypress or Cypress, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's not influential. He's an example of love culture. He doesn't talk anything about anything that's educational at all. All you're going to get is rah, 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 shoot, 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 bang, 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 kill a nigga, stab a nigga, shoot a nigga. My wife talk about my wife (laughs) no i'm playing um but yeah so that kind of just concludes like music and television all right no 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 no. we're gonna go into that just concludes music in general so how i want to conclude that is pretty much in a sense music has a very 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 big part and i kind of showed you about the positives of music and i'm gonna show you about the low culture in a minute um or not in a sense the the negative um because remember my goal is to educate inform and entertain you about everything 
So best way I want to put it is the reason why, and here goes the negatives, and this is the reason why, why I call it, <clears throat> damn, I can't speak. So this is the reason why I call it the rippling effect again. So the reason why I call it the rippling effect is simply because music has a giant influential piece on how we act and how we are perceived. Um, for example, Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion is, she's a very great human being and I respect her hustle 100%. But the way she speaks and the way she um, carries herself in the music that she puts out and the content um, granted, she does have some real shit, but majority of her songs are low culture based and pretty much in a sense, like all she's going to talk about is riding a nigga dick on her tip tip toes and who rolls to the tip top like her, um, that you a weak ass bitch. And that's one of her songs, weak ass bitch, <laughs> um, cognac queen, um, cognac queen, I'm lit, <laughs> Hand out, hand out, hand out, hand out. But basically, like, the reason why I talk about, like, certain females um, is simply because that they kind of give off the stereotypes of what a black female is. And you have to realize that going again, we're going to travel back to social media icons and influencers. When the world has only seen certain black people of high ranking and high media performance and just music and things of that nature, they're going to view other black people like that. And that's just, they're going to clump pretty much in a sense that one, that one little figure of her shaking her booty, this, that, and the third, or I don't know why I said booty, but her shaking her ass. The next black girl is going to probably going to do the same thing in a sense. And it's pretty much in a sense, like there's nothing wrong with shaking her ass or anything like that. Um, no matter who you fucking are, shake that ass if you need to. But my whole thing is you don't want to feed into a stereotype that people are already giving us. And it's kind of an sense like music is an escape for people to say, um, and we're going to get real little bit, a little bit touchy. Music is a one is a definitely a form in in people to have them. Fuck. Let me get my shit together. OK, so music is a form of an excuse to let people say the n-word wear braids conform to black culture knowing damn well they're not black and to pretty much take over and my whole thing is we value that and for you to take it and use slang or the word nigga in your own vocabulary is all outright wrong Okay, especially if you're not black. If you're not black, you don't need to be saying nigga. First off, I don't care if you have black kids. You don't need to say black. You don't need to say nigga. I don't care if you're Mexican. You do not need to say nigga. If you are not black, half black, more than 50 percent. Please do not say nigga, please. Okay, thank you. So my whole okay. So kind of going back on topic. Um, where was I? So low culture and like the reason why like social media is viewed the way it is and how black females and black males are viewed the way they are um, as gangsters. This and the third is because, for example, you have to think about it is um, how okay. So a good example is you have to think about white people. So, white people, 
usually stay in a clump. Asian people are like this as well. Um, they kind of travel with each other. They're in a cluster, this, that, and the third. But, and that's a whole different topic about the day because Asian people are definitions of ass kissers when it comes to accept me. Um, they pretty much, in a sense, they're the pick me of the social group. Um, but that's not my tea spill. Um, so, basically, going back, um, so white people and Asian people. So, when you have a high density of white people and a high population of Asian people, those are the two races that are majority of this global population. All right? So, granted, let's say they never seen a black person in real life. And even if they do it's more likely to be on their phone, TV, or in concerts or some shit, you know? And so the black females or the black people they do interact, uh, let's say that they were, let's give them the quote, quote unquote ratchet or quote unquote ghetto because we don't talk like them, we don't act like them. And our form of fun is described as a form of being black. And granted, they like the shit and they want to do the shit. So granted, our, the form of being black and what it is to be black is something they want to take. Um, but going on topic is how I say it becomes a negative is simply because we kind of feed into the stereotype of, okay, sex, money, drugs, this, and the third. But what else do we have to offer ourselves besides those three things? And we, as a unit and as a country, we put those three words on a pedestal and not trying to get so philosophical on that ass or church worthy because I probably sound like fucking church right now. But literally, like, we value those words. Well, we put those words out there more than anything else, um, whether it be bitch fuck you or I'm finna go to my DA or I'm finna go to my PA. I don't know what you got going on. Or uh, I'm finna go bang on this chick real quick, this, that, and the third. Or I'm finna go, or whatever she says, I'm finna go fuck on this nigga. You know, like, whatever. Um, So, it doesn't help that we speak loudly about about what we do. And I mean, hey, it's a social norm and it is what it is. But I feel like as a unit, like, we have to show people that we are educational. I said educational. That we are educated, um, we carry ourselves well, and that type of talk has to be done at home. Or that type of talk has to be done privately. Yelling, uh, fuck that nigga, he fucked me last night, this, that, and the third. Or singing, I'm the Elo, if you hoes ain't know. That's not gonna get us nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, yelling that shit's not gonna get us nowhere, especially if you want change. And that's what I say about, like, the negatives of music and just influencers and this, that, and the third. It's just like, if they impose a negative trait, a lot of black people, we see it as a a tool of having fun, but also we show more having fun than we show being professional. You feel me? So that's kind of where I want to like hint at. So now we're going to go into beauty standards. So beauty standards, we are conformed into a European lifestyle beauty standard. Um, Black women, especially with the straight hair, 
um, straight hair is professional, box braids are not, straight hair is professional, curly hair is not, straight hair is professional, this, that, and the third. But I think granted, now that we have becoming a giant melting pot, um, people come in different shapes and forms, and hair comes in different shapes and forms and textures, okay, 4C baby, all that. Um, we as a black community need to do better in promoting that, promoting more natural, more uh, free freestyles, more groomed looks. Um, granted, wear your hair how you wear it. That's your crown. You know, that tells your story. That tells what you've been through. You know, like your hair, you're pretty much your hair is like a form of and this is what like people with dreads would say like Lil Wayne like the reason why Lil Wayne has to cut it off his dreads and no matter how terrible they may look and no disrespect to Lil Wayne but um your hair is your journey and he's not gonna stop you know with his hair until that hell fall off type shit so he gonna go to the grave with that one um Yes, he probably could have maintained it so much more, but you know, granted, he's been in jail, this, that, and the third, been through some shit, his depression, all that. Um, so, yeah, your hair, your hair is like a journey. Your hair is like when you write, you, pretty much in a sense, when you get dreads, you stick that shit out. You stick that shit out till you fucking die, like type shit. And granted, some people don't, some people do. You know, like it, it just depends how, what is your commitment level like. Um, so, but beauty standards and European life, uh, European standards, whatever, um, that is a really big toll, especially in the workforce. Um, and it's still very prominent even today. I've seen kids not get jobs and I've seen kids not get, um, what you call it? Adults not get jobs and adults not get the positions that they want. They're not able to rank up because their texture the texture of their hair scares them or the texture of their hair is not professional enough for the corporate office or the CEO or you know the chairman or the board of you know the board of regents I don't know you know so it's very hard to rank up in this world especially when we lived in such a capitalist era um where the white man is majority in power okay um, you have to realize that we are still in an era. Yes, we we probably are around more black people than we are ever. But besides that, majority of this world is run by the white male, not female. The white male, okay? And they're all old at that, so it's kind of fucking gross. Like, in a sense, I don't want to say that these hoes need to go away, but these hoes need to go away permanently. Um, if you ca- catch what I'm th- um, throwing, so. I feel like the white Caucasian, the white, the the mountains of Caucasus, <laughs> has done a very horrible job in keeping us suppressed. And I'm glad that as Black people, we fought um, to pretty much have our voice and have to show who we are. But also. Um, it, sh- it kind of shows that the damage, the damaged part of society and how we are as a black community, we're damaged upon ourselves. Um, beauty standards are so outwritten that we take it upon ourselves as well. We look at different black girls. We'll look at black girls and be like, girl, your hair is ugly. I've seen it happen. We 
commit black on black crime and this is not even about beauty standards anymore but this is just about real life in general um black on black crime is a real thing we shoot each other um we get mad at each other for being gay we get mad at each other for being lesbian we get mad at each other for being bi we get mad at each other for not expressing our feelings we get mad at each other and bottle our anger up and express it to different people we get mad at each other and express it on crimes uh we get mad at each other we just we're just a mad ass group and that's not all we're made of and i think my whole thing is we need to learn how to not pit against each other and pit against people that suppressed us in, for, in the first place so in a sense like j cole um going back to j cole j cole definitely shows that he has some type of lyric and i believe it's also on january 28th pretty much in a sense how black people thrive on other black people and that's the same reason why we are pretty much in a sense where crabs in a fucking bucket you know crabs fight crabs fight each other when they're in a bucket they're trying to fight each other to to see who's who's going to get out the fucking bucket first and that's the same way black people are black people are right on each other's cocktails um and we kind of push each other down deeper 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 into this hole until that one person get comes out of it and realizes what we do to ourselves and my whole thing is i'm not trying to be in the hole no more and i'm making sure that none of my friends are trying to be in the hole any you know we're not trying to be in this damn bucket and we definitely are not trying to fight each other so as a black community we need to stand strong with each other uh stand with each other and support each other as much as possible um so bringing that back to now um <clears throat> where I want to kind of end this off is mindsets. So in this next two minutes, uh, before I close this off, I want to say our mindset definitely needs to change. Um, our mindset as a group of individuals, we definitely do need to change. We need to support each other more, um, showcase our talents more, help each other, showcase our talents, ask for help. Do not be afraid to ask me for help. Uh, do not be afraid to ask the next person for help. I'm willing to help anybody. I like when people ask me for help. You know, it makes me feel important. It makes me feel like I'm doing my job as a human being on this earth to help other people, even if it means talking to people, you know? So, um, and just guiding people or creating different types of strategies or plans for people. Like, that's my thing. Like, I'm I'm like, you know, like, like I said before, like I'm a personal therapist, you know, like, I'm the shits type shit, okay? Not to toot my motherfucking horn, but bitch, I'm gonna toot my motherfucking horn because I'm the shits and I recognize that shit. When you recognize who the fuck you are, you can be the best bitch you can be or the best nigga that you can be. And nobody can tell you shit because what? You know it and you know it. Nobody else has to know it but you, okay? Take that. Take that information in. Take it in. Um, so basically, yeah, as a mindset, as a community, we are damaged as fuck. Um, this is why it's called the ripple effect is because we are the result of what damaged society is and what is done to us. So where I want to leave this off is remember, we need to change. We need to make it better. We need to make life better. Um, let's get this shit. Let's get this money. And I know you're in quarantine, so I know you probably need this piece of motherfucking motivation. So, bitch, get your ass up. Get out there. Get active. And be ready to go to war for it. I hope you're ready to go to war for it. Um, so, 
yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Okay. So, I'm finna fucking sign the hell out. And so, you just have tuned in with Mixed Thoughts again. It is April 22nd, baby. And I hope you're listening and I hope everything is cool and I hope everything is real. Uh, I'm always keep it GGG real with you. You feel me? And never be afraid to ask me for help. Never uh, be afraid to ask me for anything. Remember to give me tips and comments and suggestions on future episodes or current episodes or anything that I can do better. Um, I'm always willing to improve and always willing to do new things, try new things and different shits. Um, So... Remember, I am a one-man team right now, but that's actually going to change very soon. Um, so, so stay tuned for that, and definitely uh, follow my Instagrams, all my socials, and the uh, link in the descriptions. And remember to follow and turn on all my post notifications on. So whenever you get a fucking alert uh, from me posting. Tune in, like that shit, comment that shit, and boom, we finna be up there. Uh, more people that comment on my stuff, the more people that are able to see it, and meaning the more views that I'm able to get. Um, so, hence that. Remember that. Comment on my stuff. It's really based on comments. Comment on my stuff, like my stuff, and share my stuff. You have to do three things. Com- like, comment, like, comment, share. That's all you gotta do, and it's one click away. Social media is not that hard. You have more than enough time to fucking do it. And especially granted that we have quarantine, a lot of y'all ain't working. So especially if you listen to this, granted, if you working and you listen to this, hey, we here. But if you not, go do that. So with that being said, thank you for listening to Mixed Thoughts with Creative Intent, These Juicy Curls, and Pretty Smile. Woo child. Stay tuned for another episode of Mixed Thoughts.